Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hanging with the Fabians. My name is CD, and this is my lovely bride, Melody. Hey, and I am the Melody to his CD. That's right. Don't get it twisted. Oh, my goodness. Are you trying to be a DJ or something? I'm a DJ slash CD. You know, they got CDs in the turntables now, so they can go... But with the CD inside, that's me. I saw these turntables now. They're like electronic, and they don't even have no records, have nothing no nothing. It. Yeah, because yeah. the old school DJs with the records, <laughs> yeah. that's never going to go out of style. That's true. That's never. I don't care so if there's not the even a record. So they have version. Sti- exactly. It's like, what the, what the, what the, Right, just to make the noise. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Run DMC all the way. All, all right. right. So today. We're talking about what? We're talking about why wait. Why wait? So we're not talking about why wait in singleness. We're talking about why wait. Wait, wait, wait. Why wait for what? Why wait and not have sex? Whoa. Why wait for sex? Yeah. Why do we wait? Why are we called as Christians to wait and not have sex until marriage? So we're going to answer the question why, and then we're also going to answer the question how. Mm, okay, so, here we go. So why wait and how to wait? How to wait. Okay. And why, why are we talking about this? Because in case you didn't notice, we waited, okay? <laughs> I don't think they would have noticed. <laughs> in case but you didn't know. In case you didn't know. We waited. Yeah. Um, When we got married, mm. I was a 28-year-old virgin. What? What? And I didn't die. That's right. Yo, I thought they were like all gone. I did not even think. I thought she was a dinosaur. That was extinct? Yes. They, I thought they were extinct. <laughs> and she was 28, Latina from the Chicago. Hood. and uh, Plucked out by God. Plucked out. And I waited by choice. Had uh, You can actually go look at our story on our other videos. But in a nutshell... Got a teaching about sexual purity. Uh, I made a commitment. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that God created sex for marriage. Right. And when I learned it, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 literally says, <clears throat> let's see right here, verse 3. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual morality. Abstain. Abstain. Stay away from Sexual morality. Don't do it. And if you look up sexual morality, it's pretty much sex out of the context of a monogamous marriage relationship. With a man and a woman. With a man and a woman. Just saying. That each one of you would know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in passion of lust, like the Gentiles who do not know God. And I remember reading that at 16 and learning like, oh, like sex Outside of marriage is a sin. I thought it was just like, if you could wait, cool. If you can't, it's cool. Try to wait. To, I just want to wait till college. So we had these substandards of God's standard. Right. But God has a standard. Sure. That is possible to do. Right. He's not giving you a, a, a an impossible task. Sure. He actually will give you the strength to do it. But we didn't know the how. Before okay. we go to the how, though. We need to go to the what. Why did God create sex for marriage? So sex is a very beautiful experience and act that God had created for multiple purposes. But 
contrary to popular belief or even knowledge, God actually created sex to glorify God. Wow. So the act of sex in and of itself as created by God, like God created sex, like you learned in right, right. He wasn't purity like, class what or whatever Adam it was called. What is Adam doing right now? Yes. No. <laughs> what did they discover? Yeah, he, he, he knew what they were doing. He created right. it. So he told them to do it, actually. Be he said, fruitful. be fruitful and multiply, fill the face of the earth and subdue it. So the idea here is, number one, God created sex for this couple who are made in his image and likeness so that they can participate with God's creative project in spreading his face, his, his glory, his image mm. over the face of the earth. So God created and then invited Adam and Eve to procreate or to take on to to forward the project of creation. So when we use the word procreate that means to to create forward or recreate to create again. Hmm. So God is the original creator, original creator and he's invited us to continue the work of creation of his own very image on the earth. So it was his design. It's his design. His idea. His purposes. His purpose. Right. And it's good. And it's good. It's not bad. Because when he had created Adam and Eve, he said it was very good. Yes. Right? It's not good for a man to be alone. He, he said, said it was not good for man to be alone. <clears throat> and so in chapter two of Genesis, he explains how he brought forth the woman from the man, which on the side note, they come from the same body. They come from the same flesh. He didn't grab up another piece of dirt, which speaks of their union, which reveals again God's glory because it's going to say something about the character of God, the mm. community of God, the relationship of God, and how he's come, like what, what, we, what we in theology call the Godhead is completely unified. There's something of that being told about the man and the woman when they come together in that committed marriage relationship and then in that context procreate. Right. Thus, he also made sex pleasurable. So there's four things. I'm right. thinking about the the term we use, uh, acronym we use, pure. Right. He created it to be pure. Right. He created it to be pleasurable. Right. Because if it wasn't pleasurable, we wouldn't be here, y'all. Right. Okay? <laughs> he created pleasure in sexual activity for the husband and wife to truly enjoy each other. Sure. He created sex to unify. Right. And it so says we know you become that one. You, we really actually release chemical hormones that bond us. Yeah. You literally, you literally release oxytocin when you're engaging in hugging, kissing, sexual activity it's creating a bond. And between... that same bond is happening when a woman gives birth, when she nurses with the child. So there's this bonding that's supposed to be happening with the man and the woman. And there's this bonding with the with the forward creation, you know, the creation itself, the child. Right. So that's the R. And so now we have reproduction. Reproduction. Reproduce. And we have the E. e. Exclusive exclusivity. Exclusivity, which is the context in which God wanted the, the 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 act of sex to be in the context of both for the committed 
pleasurable experience of the couple and then the committed safe haven for the child to be forth uh, brought forth into a family. And, uh, and you know, I, I, I also recognize that, you know, we use the word pure, the acronym of pure, yeah. and there's been a whole generation that <laughs> might be uh, put off by the word pure, the purity and purity culture, because there was a lot of forceful, strong, hard uh, uh, um, pressure on saving sex for marriage. And a lot of people felt hurt by that. I think one of the things we, we should do in this episode is kind of call out some of the bad things, but also redeem the good things. Because when we talk about why wait, yeah, right, we don't wait so that we can have a good marriage relationship. That's right. part of it. Right. Because I think that it can be harder if you're not waiting because you carry a lot of these memories and experiences and hormonal attractions and bonds with other people into that marriage relationship. And that becomes more difficult. But just because you wait doesn't mean that your marriage is going to be great. Yeah. And I think that was one of maybe the lies of the purity culture was, oh, if you have sex, if you save sex until marriage, your your sex life's going to be amazing. Sure. Um, and I don't know when I in my time when I had teachings, I didn't. I never got that teaching. My dad kept it one hundred with me, but there were people who did get that kind of teaching. Sure, that's what I'm saying. Like for some people, they're going to listen to them and be like, "Oh, that's cool, that's good." Uh, but other people, just just so that we recognize the outcry of a number of people who've come from uh, the the statement that you know purity culture you know hurt me. I think that. We want to identify the the good parts. Yeah, and so so when we say do it God's way, sure, save sex until marriage. Right, there isn't this guarantee you're going to just have an amazing sex life. The guarantee is you're being obedient. The so the guarantee is that you're being obedient. This is what God told you to do. Right. We do want to highlight some benefits because. Doing things according to God's design is for what he wants us to enjoy. Exactly. So every time that God says no to something. It's for a reason. It's for a reason. It's it's for, well, first and foremost, it's for protection. And then secondly, it's for provision. Whenever God says no for something, he's trying to protect you from something. No to our children. Don't cross the street. Why? Because there's cars coming. No, right, right, you can't right. go out late at night. Why? Because there's crazy people yeah, out there. Yeah. No, 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 no. You know, a, a healthy parent is saying no because they care about yeah. their child. They yeah. want their child. Okay. Also, no, it's provisionary sake. I have something better in store for you. Mm -hmm. I have a different purpose for you. I have a different something for you. Yeah. So if you give yourself to this now, then you won't have the full appreciation for this later. And if we keep that in mind that like God's not holding, because that's the lie that God, that uh, the devil gave to Eve in the garden of Eden, to Eve and Adam, right? That if God, <laughs> did God say that you can't have any food of this tree, he knows that if you had any of the fruit of this tree, you would become like the gods or you will become like God and your eyes would be open and you would have knowledge. He's, he's implanting the idea into humanity that God is holding something good back from you. And that was a lie. And so I want to expose that lie too, that like when we answer the question, why wait? We're not saying that we want to wait because God said so uh, uh, point blank. 
we wait because number one, God said so. God said so because he wants to protect us. God says so because he has different purposes for us. God said so because he has better provision for us. Yeah. Now, That's even good. the better provision has to be protected, has to be worked out. So like even you and With I. sobriety. <clears throat> so yes. we, we came into the marriage knowing sex, marriage, all of it, it's like a garden. Right. And you have to tend to the garden. Yes. You have to cultivate the garden. That's right. You're, you if don't. You just leave it hanging out. It's just going to get wild and crazy. And you, you're going to have to hire a, you know, lawnmower and someone to grow the grass and <laughs> or learn how to do it yourself. You have to cultivate your marriage. You have to cultivate even your sex life within marriage. Right. And so I knew I had that mentality coming in like. If we don't, if we don't get it right the first time, we're just going to do it again. And we're going to do it again till we get it right. And it's like we have a lifetime of learning how that to love each other. That was the fun part, other. learning how to just keep doing it again and again. <laughs> right. And, right. And you're in a safe Where you are free to make mistakes. And you're committed to each other. Sure. There isn't this, yeah, we had sex. I hope he doesn't leave me. Oh, we had sex. I hope she she stays with me. You know, this fra fragility that God never intended with such a powerful, powerful decision that you're making. Because you used to say that uh, sex is like fire, right? And fire has the capacity to be bad or good. But in and of itself, it's good. It's, it's good. In the sense that it's created by God for purpose right. so some positive purposes for fire is it lights up the dark it keeps, keeps you, you warm, warm right you, can, you cook. can cook things on it uh it looks really nice for decorations fireplace you know candles candles all this kind of stuff but if you forget to you know put that candle out and it starts to you know burn up something and then start to spread it's dangerous, it's dangerous. and it can burn you and and we know it's obvious like we know if we have sex outside of marriage, we have sex with multiple partners, we do have risks and consequences right. out there. There are sexually transmitted infections. There's like over 35 different sexually transmitted Major infections. Major ones. There's a bunch of others. <clears throat> There's so many. Yes. There's... Which we don't talk about. I'm just, I'm bringing that back up because when we used to teach this stuff, sexual yeah. risk avoidance in the early 2000s, it wasn't talked much about in the culture then either. And I feel like... We haven't really jumped on this topic for a, a while. We've been, as we've grown, we've been talking a lot more about like marriages and conversations and yeah. communication. We've done a lot more stuff like that. And we haven't has had as many talks with the youth or young adults. But we used to talk about this all the time. We would raise it up because nobody's talking about it. And now yeah. that I've been away from it just for a little bit, I'm realizing, oh, I, I don't hear about it again. Yeah. Because it was in our world. But, but I'm just going to say it out there. Sexually transmitted infections is so prevalent, we never talk about it. Yeah. The CDC says it is the number one spread disease in the world. Right. It's never talked about. Right. Because, yeah, and, I mean, people don't go up to each other like, hey, yo, I got herpes, so just want to let you know. Like, people don't talk about it. And I've even heard about couples saying, I ain't going to say nothing. You know? Yes. And it's and another dangerous part about STDs is there are STDs that are asymptomatic where there are no symptoms. Right. So you got people passing on this disease to other people. Right. And they don't even know. Okay. With HPV. HPV causes cervical cancer. Sure. So many people have cervical cancer not knowing that it came from STD, HPV. And it's interesting because there's a rise in 
difficulty uh, getting pregnant and so forth and so on. There's complications with, with the reproductive system. Yeah, when it comes to chlamydia and gonorrhea, if it's in your system long enough, it damages the cilia in your fallopian tubes, which is, causes PID, pelvic inflammatory disease. Pelvic have- inflammatory disease damages the cilia in your fallopian tubes, which which helps the egg cell go down. Right. Well, to the uterus. if that egg cell gets stuck in your fallopian, fallopian tube, tubes. now you have an ectopic pregnancy. And that's very, very, very dangerous. This is stuff people are not talking about. They don't know. Well, so they're talking about the difficulties of getting pregnant. And thank God for like medical, you know, IVF developments, IVF and, and so forth and so on, where we can restore what was once lost in the past because God is all about redeeming. God is all about restoring. God doesn't, you know, thumb us for the consequences or for the actions of our past in the, in the present as if like he's, well, y'all got to live with it now. He's not harsh like that. He, 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 but he wants, wants to protect us from it. But that's what I'm going like mm-hmm. from the beginning. He wants to protect us. That's yeah. he didn't design sex that way. Uh, the way that certain diseases and, and consequences are spreading. He didn't design that. Right. He doesn't want that, but the enemy does. And the enemy will keep that stuff quiet. So why wait? Well, when God tells you no, he may be saying that. He is saying that because he wants to protect us from certain uh, uh, potential consequences. Is everybody going to get a sexual transmitted infection? No. Is everyone going to get a viral one versus a a non-viral one or bacterial one or one that's going to have causing of PID or HPV or so. No, maybe not. But like you're playing Russian roulette and you don't even know. Right, right. You don't even know. Don't even know. Another issue is that obviously you can get pregnant. Right. So, of course, we talk about contraceptives and condoms and, you know, the pill and all this. And I mean, I think even in marriage, those tools are used because they want to plan their pregnancies. And that's fine. But in the world where there's just hookup culture, what happens is there's an avoidance of the pregnancy, not just because they want to plan the pregnancy, but because they can't deal with the responsibility of the pregnancy because that responsibility will tie them to someone who they haven't yet made a commitment to. Right. So I'm not sure if I want to be tied to that. Some, or they will try to hook someone and to force them to be in a committed. Yeah, there's girls who they'll see a guy, they see that he's gonna have a good future. They're like, I'm, I'm trying to get pregnant with this dude because he gonna be my baby daddy, and because if he don't want to be with me, he gonna pay my child support. You know what I mean? Where there is a literal mentality of like, mm-hmm, I'm gonna get him. I've seen that with fellow Latina girls that I grew up with. You know what I'm saying? There was that mentality. There's also the mentality of, well, if I get pregnant. I'm just going to have an abortion. It's not a big deal. And then they don't realize how that affects them too later. Right. I have girls who they literally get depressed that I know around the time of their abortion because they're remembering. Every year, it's yeah, a cycle. Like, oh, right. my baby would have been two right now. Oh, sure. my baby would have been three right now. Like the world is going to make it so light. It's not a big deal. But God, but it, God is. it is a big it deal. It is a big deal. And again, God is inviting us into the procreation of life. So in effort to avoid the responsibility of life, we're trying to do all these things right. to stifle the life so we can just enjoy the pleasure without the commitment, the exclusivity. Yes. Right? Yeah. And and then, you know, when we talk about the the those emotional 
issues, Hormones. right? Part of that is because we're not just physical beings. Right. Sex is physical. It's emotional. It's mental. It affects you socially. Right. It's all of it. I, I want to say a story. Okay. When we got married, to give you the positive note, we saved sex until marriage. We made that decision out of our love for the Lord, out of obedience, and we waited. And we'll tell you how, too. But we waited. And I remember on the honeymoon, I felt so attached to you. It was very different, though, like extra. I remember one morning <laughs> on the honeymoon, he gets up early and the I see morning. him. Well, yeah, it was like the third was fourth, the yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, where are you going? And he's like, oh, I'm going for a walk. And I'm like, okay, so I get dressed. And he's like, oh, baby, no, stay in bed. I'm just going to go for a walk with the Lord by myself. And I'm like, you don't want me to go with you? Like, I was all, like, in my feelings. And I'm like, what is this new feeling I got? And I was I like, got? what is happening? <laughs> I just want to go for a walk. Yeah. I'll be right back. And I was like, oxytocin. We both said it at the yes, same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. like, what is going on? We were bewildered. Like, <laughs> why is she tripping? And we both said it at the same time. Oxytocin. I was like, I feel so bonded <laughs> to you. You know, and, and then I we had been teaching all this, but yes, now we're experiencing yes. it. Yes. So, you know, you... I was cool. You went for a walk. I was okay. Mm -hmm. But I was missing you. And I'm like, man, God, I feel this for the man that I love, my husband. Imagine girls who are feeling this for some dude who can't even remember your name. Mm. Some dude who don't care about you. You know what mm. I mean? Like, God never intended that. Right. And so I started to see post, right, uh, post waiting, like, it is worth the wait. Because girls will ask me, like, is it worth the wait? Yes. I'm like, it is worth the wait. You're you're intimate. You're naked and unashamed with someone that you love. Mm. Somebody you're committed to. Somebody that's not leaving you the next day. Right. It is beautiful. And you learn to love each other. You learn to please one another. Right. And that's something else. People are like, well, what if, you know, don't you got to know if you're good in bed first? You know what I mean? Right. I'm like, you know how you, how you going to know if you're good in bed or not? Are they selfish? Well. Because if they're selfish, they're not going to be good in bed. That's right. Because there's so much selflessness that's needed but in intimacy. Think about what that says. Like. I want someone who knows what they're doing and are good in bed. By what means? Having sex with multiple other people. Yeah. Who and how they figured it out, how they figured it out for them. Right. And then again, everybody's different. They're going to take that experience and then put it, put on, it you. on you. Like, well, you know, Lisa liked it this way and Daryl liked it that way. That that is so disgusting and it is even like it's not even romantic. Like, you, you can't bring that into the bedroom. And you can't even be like, well, you know, my ex used to like, what? Yeah. No, no, that's not romantic. The the whole thing just died. Get, it, off, it, get off me. I like you know how you said that selflessness is going to be the key of if they know how to please their spouse. Right, because they're saying, what do you need? What do you want? How right. can I love you better? But we're not talking about how to have good sex. That's another That's another episode. episode. We're talking about why wait. Because <laughs> he wants it to be pleasurable, to unify, to reproduce, to be exclusive within a the marriage context. relationship. And I, I want to just park on the emotional aspect further that you brought up abortion and how you know a number of ladies 
who get um, hurt or, you know, the reviewing of the decision they that they made. They have regret, right? We In our culture, there's a lot of, there's a lot of anti-regret. Is regret bad? Oh, like, like anti-shame, anti-regret? Yeah. You know, I believe that these feelings are for a reason. Right. You are a human. Yeah. And you feel these feelings for a reason. Uh-huh. And it's to lead you back to Jesus. So I would say that in the issue with, like, trying to avoid life. Because some would say, well, You're maybe... You're trying to avoid pregnancy? Avoid, yeah. Okay. And then they get pregnant. Someone chooses to abort. Maybe someone chooses to 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 give it up for adoption later. And adoption's a beautiful thing. Right. But when we're talking about God's original design, his intention was for the biological family to raise their biological children. Now, there's other reasons why that might not happen. There could be sickness. There could be unnecess- un- unexpected death, so forth and so on. But when it's by volition, when it's by will, when it's by choice. To have a baby? To have a to 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 choose to not have the baby okay. or to take the baby full term, but to have to release the baby to adoption, oftentimes unfortunately, because the man doesn't want to be around anymore, um, or whatever it might be. It, I just want to highlight like how tumultuous that whole scenario is. Like even ha- even to just decide to have a, an abortion or not, like that's just so tumultuous of a thought. That's a yeah. very very hard thought. Yeah. If you get an STD, like the emotions behind that, oh, or to have to go get tested to get an STD, just everything the, the, that goes around protecting yourself from the potential consequences is so emotionally entangling. Yeah, yeah. It's so tumultuous of emo- of emotion. It it just it's not what God ever intended for us to have to battle these right. And these it affects people's mental health. It it and that's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. It, it it and so God is also trying to protect our mental and emotional health. Yes, he is. And so when he is asking us to save sex from marriage, mm-hmm. it's it's so well-rounded in the area of protection. We see the heart of a father, not a yes. mean God who's just trying to steal all our fun. And even for men, it takes your strength away. Like and the scripture literally says that in Proverbs 30. Don't strength away. One, yes. You know, when you're a young man and you're waiting, like God is going to give you strength. Now, to have sexual desire is not a sin. We're going to have sexual desire. God, God, it, 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 we're created with sexual desire. And somebody would say, well, can't it just turn on when it's time for me to get married? Well, and there is there is an aspect of that because Ecclesiastes says to not wake up love before it's time. Okay. And I was having a conversation with some men recently about how hypersexualized our culture is. Yes. So it's our, everywhere. It's because it's everywhere. Music. Netflix, your phone, Instagram, like you don't have to go to back in the day, right? An adult bookstore, adult video store. Paul hidden and behind the back and stuff. You know, we 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 age in ourselves here. Like this generation, it is harder because it's on your phone. Right. It's a click away. Right. It's sometimes popping up at you. And so you have this generation, we gotta work extra hard to guard our eye gates our ear gates. We have to work extra hard not to watch certain things. We even got um, Angel Studios, VidAngel, Vid Angel, 
where you literally can watch your movies however the bleep you want. That's how they say it. Where you lit, I I encourage everybody to get this. Get VidAngel. VidAngel, would you like chosen. to support us, please? Yeah, get VidAngel and watch the Sound of Freedom. Okay, because basically you can basically take out. It'll be like this movie has twenty f bombs. Okay, take that out. The s word. Yeah, yeah Sex yeah. scenes. You could take it all out. Right. And then the movie's only like an hour, but it's a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that dramatic. But uh, there, there is, like, we can teach parents to teach their kids, and we can teach young adults, even in their whatever stage they find themselves in, like, you can calm your, sin, your, your desires down. But, side, not side note, for, before I elaborate on that, God created the desires because sex is good. He is, he's not stifling the desires. Sex is good. He created it for a purpose. And when you reach the age of maturation where you can have sex and reproduce and, right, he builds those desires on purpose because if they do happen to be in that season and they're in that context of marriage, he wants motivation. Have children. Go have children. It, Go have it children. It is a motivation for a man to get married. So watch how dark and demonic the world is. The devil will create the lie that marriage and sex is boring. Men have a ball and chain. And in movies and television, it's always awkward or weird or it never happens. And they never want to be with each other. But sexually immoral acts, sex outside of marriage, homosexual acts, all these kind of things are thriving and exciting and, and stimulating and fun. And they never talk about the consequences we just mentioned. Right. They never and talk... Think about it, though. If you're having sex, you're doing all this stuff, why get married? And then it steals the reason why wait. Exactly. When it steals the reason why wait, um, then it then it then it's then it's like, well, yeah, I don't I don't understand why. And so we have to highlight things that we don't even realize exist. And so I think it was reasonable for us to explain the potential consequences so that we can like sober our minds and and then even just give a glimpse, like, listen, sex can be in a context where it is celebrated, it is fun, it is ex you know, awesome. You are in a committed relationship, you do have to work at it, but you work at it in the context of working on your marriage. Yeah. Right? right. Because sex is a thermometer. It's not a thermostat. Sex, if it's thriving in your marriage, it means you've worked at it and you've worked about other areas of in your right, marriage, communication, right. finances, children, all. And, it, and the sex just flows. But if we try to use sex to fix things, it doesn't happen. And people do that in relationships and it becomes more tumultuous and more difficult and more hard. OK, so that's the why wait, because God is protecting us. Right. Because God is providing for us something better. Yeah. Right. And these are all the different things he's protecting us from and so forth and so on. So now let's get to the question. How, how do we wait? How do we wait? Yeah. What do you do, CD, as a single man? You decided to wait. You were sexually active in college, right? You said not, not anymore. I'm going to stay pure until marriage. I'm going to walk in purity. God has purified me through the blood of Jesus, right? Yeah. I'm walking in this. And then <clears throat> girls are like, hey, CD, you want to come over? How do, what do you do? <laughs> I like your voice. You should say that to me hey, sometimes. Hey, CD, <laughs> want to come over? So, <laughs> what 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 do you do when I'm out with the guys and you need me home right away? That's how you should call me. Hey, CD. Yeah. Oh right. my goodness. Anyway. <laughs> okay. All the all the singles in the audience I... are going. That's so weird. Stop. Because okay. just like I said, it go. Go. all right. Um. So 
What do you do? John chapter 14, 15 says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Uh, Psalm 119 says that I have hidden your, your word, word in, in my, my heart, heart so that I would not sin against you. So I think the first thing we need to address is to renew the mind. Because I said I was born in a hypersexualized culture. Our young ones today are born in an even much more hypersexualized culture. So uh, Romans 12, 2 says, be no longer conformed. So conformed, formed with or formed into alongside the pattern of this world, but rather be transformed, changed the form, changed the way that we are, transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? We, we have to renew our mind, right? Through the word of God. So, so I spent a lot of time in the word of God. And as I spend a lot of time in the Word of God and in prayer, He changed my mind about things. He changed my outlook about things. As I was reading the Scriptures, I became more and more convicted. So I would read Scriptures. First Thessalonians chapter 4, we quoted a little bit earlier. It is God's desire for us to remain or to abstain from sexual it morality. It is His will for us mm. to just abstain from sexual morality. Ephesians 5.3, but among you, but there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality, right? First Peter chapter 3, 1 16, as dear children of the Lord, of God, be holy, for God says, be ye holy, for I am I holy. Am holy. And I would ingest these scriptures and I would pray and I would ask God, what do you mean by be holy and how do I abstain and this and any other? And he would whisper to me, he would speak to me through the word and th into my heart. I, yeah, you know, remove yourself from me, the temptation to have sex. So don't don't say, even let hey, the hint CD, of sex. Hey, CD, can I come over? No. Say it like we got to teach people. Okay, so this actually camera. happened. I had what a girl, I had a girl call cuz we had we had planned a date. It wasn't like it was like a friend date. Like we were kind of getting to know each other and, and we knew in the same group. So so she wanted and she was getting off work early and the movie theater was nearby and she wanted to come by to the house and none of my fraternity my fraternity none of my uh, uh church brothers were home. I'm not in a fraternity anymore. And uh and um and so I was like, "Oh, home alone." You know, and I said, uh, no, nah, you, you can't you can't come by. How about I'll just meet you over at the uh, at the mall? And she's like, oh, nothing's going to happen. And I was like, oh, OK, yeah. So she says, um, I'm just going to come by anyway. So I ran real quick. I, I got dressed and I met her outside as she pulled up. So she, and she was up like, pulled outside? she was like, yeah. I, lo I was locking the door. You're and like, she was pulling up. I'm coming out this house. And she said, are you serious? You're not going to let me in the house? I was like, yeah. You ain't coming in. And so she was a little salty. About five minutes, she got over it. We had a good time at the movies. You think she was going to try to kiss you or something? No, I don't think she was going to try to do anything. But, but Ephesians 5.3 says, let there not be even a hint of sexual immorality among you. So I didn't even want the hint of that we could have done something out there because I was protecting her reputation, my reputation, and God's reputation. Okay, that's good. That's practical. I feel like we got to give people practical. Man, you just bumped me. Sorry, with baby. Your, with the ring with I the bought ring you. With the ring you bought me. So it's... The practical side is don't even put yourself in a tempting situation, okay? Okay. So <clears throat> when we were together, we yeah, decided- I had to do that to you too. We said we're not going to be alone, <laughs> right? We decided that. Yes, we would we not be alone. We weren't going to be making out. Yes. We weren't going to be grinding on each other. We used to Because we need to keep this us. 100 with people. Yeah. People are like, oh, we ain't having sex. I remember this one girl. 
I was talking to her. I'm not having sex. I said, you're not having sex. She said, no. I said, are you having oral sex? She's like, well. Okay, that's good. We got to define sex. Yes. Okay, so. Well, I think we need to define purity. We got to define sex so we can define purity. I think we, purity. And we got to define purity in the context of what God is calling us to. Yes, he's calling you to be holy in your mind, in your heart, okay. in your thoughts, okay. and your motives. Okay, so let's back up. What is sex? So we know that obviously sex, there's the penetration of sex, but it has anything to do with your genitalia, so, right? So, but it's beyond that, babe. I know, I know. So we want to teach it that you don't even want, you don't even want to arouse one another because you're not going there because that's for marriage. Okay. So this is what I'm saying. Sex we know is, you know, the sexual organs interacting with one another, which has the potential to bring forth another child. Right. Sexual activity, which is part of any type part of sex, is 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 entertaining, stimulating the sexual organs. Right. Sexual arousal is the mindset, right? And the words and, and the touch. And the things that arouse sexual 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 desires. Right. Now we said sexual desires are now wrong, right? But to intentionally stimulate them when you don't have a proper outlet in the context of marriage with the spouse, that's just foolishness. So right. don't do that, so right? Don't do, th don't do that. Yeah. So in not doing that in a culture that's throwing it at you, yeah. we were talking about how we have to might shut some things down. So another thing that we can do to to answer the question how is you we might have to choose to limit our access to different um, things that are out there that will stimulate. stimulate. Right. So you have to be real with yourself. You have to create boundaries. And so for us, we knew, man, we just can't be alone in the house and we're not going to kiss. I would kiss your face. I'll kiss you right here. I'll kiss you right here. And you'd be like, babe. And I'm like, okay. See what she did? Because See what she did. In my mind, I'm like, it's just a kiss. But you knew. Well, you knew. Well, that goes back it to go further. John 14, 15, that because I love him, I will obey his commandments. And he gave me a commandment. He gave Claude Daniel a commandment that I'm kidding. Now I'm not kissing another girl till I got married. Right. That's something he told me to do. Other people may not have that. Right. So, so you didn't have that. Right. So you kept trying to break my commandment I, with the Lord. I see that. But make it clear that I never broke it. She never broke it. I got. She got, I just real, got close. real close to his face. She tried to kiss him right here. <laughs> and Who he had that? a lot of self control. Who kisses a man's mustache? <laughs> me. All and right. so. Mm hmm. And I will say that when we got married and we went on our honeymoon. She kissed me all the time. And we were kissing. And it was awesome. I was like, I'm so glad you didn't kiss me. Right. Because I felt all the arousal. Yes. All the beautiful. She was a virgin. So she did not have the kind of exposure that a lot of other people have. Yeah. So I, once she got exposed to it, she. And I, <laughs> I never made that row song. Okay. Anyway. So, so I think we. Hit the points. Okay. Why should we be pure? Uh-huh. And the how. And I want to end with these four tips. Okay. Okay. Number one, fall in love with Jesus and wait out of obedience. Okay. Because you love him. Yes. The Bible says that when we love the Lord, obedience is not burdensome. Right. And Claude V. King and uh, Blackaby say 
that uh, if you have an obedience problem, you have a love problem. So work on your relationship with God. When you love the Lord, you want to please him. Okay. Number two, true strength is knowing your weakness. So be real with your weakness, right? You got to know your strength, set up boundaries ahead of time and stick to it. Okay. And you got to date people who have the same boundaries and the same convictions as you, or they respect it, right? You had a boundary. You're not going to kiss. I wanted to kiss during engagement. You're like, no. I said, okay, I'm going to respect your boundary. You tried to respect it. Stop. She respected it. I respected it. it. Mostly. I, whatever. Number three, you got to flee youthful lust. I used to flee. You got to flee. But I just know the story. Read the story about how we met. Read? No, watch, watch. it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like to read. You got to flee lustful music. That's true. I threw all my music away. You got to flee lustful movies. That's true, too. I used to break DVDs that I came across that I shouldn't and be watching. And you need to flee lustful Instagram, Twitter. That's also lustful true. Lustful erotica I don't, books. I don't watch. I put my phone in the bathroom at night. Literally. And, it's, and that's the thing, too. Purity is not like, oh, once you get married, you're not... You still got to fight for purity. That's we right. still got to fight not to watch to pornography. Exactly. From dating. everyone who is not my wife. That's right. So because why? Because when we're watching this stuff, it, it is going to affect us. It arouses. And it's also And you gonna, become what you behold. Yes. Come on. First Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 18. We're supposed to be beholding Jesus. And once you have the person you want to spend the rest of your life with that's a godly person, you have, have to a, speak and set up those boundaries. Yes. Put pillows in between you while you're watching TV. That's what Melody and I did. <laughs> I'm just saying, you, 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 you to, do whatever God tells you to do. And you whatever have to works. be real with each other. Have real conversations. And sometimes you got to readjust. Like, you know what? I thought we could X and Y, Z, but we can't. She thought she could kiss me on the nose right here, but then she realized she couldn't. And that is it. <laughs> friends there's more but we're gonna just stop gonna now right this is there. good so listen we asked the question why wait and how to wait and we just answered answered you so listen if you want us to like evaluate like like elaborate on any of these things hit us up with the ask comments, your questions yes. ask the question send us emails do whatever we could do a part two three four because i know this is like a major issue going on in our culture uh we threw a lot of things at you there might be some things that angered you pissed you off whatever it might be that's cool send it to us we want to have the conversation we understand who we're talking to and where we've come from we mentioned the purity culture and how that was hard for a lot of people and yet at the same time we want to contend that yet still god calls us to holiness so how can we walk in the purity that god has called us to while yet living uh, in the tension of the goodness and the and the and the joy that god has called us to at the same time and then reject and call out and then also recognize that the enemy wants to use attacks against that which is good by means of tearing down uh, the, the goodness of his teaching. So anyway, hit us back up, hanging with the Fabians, CD, Melody, I love her. She's awesome. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys, to Hanging with the Fabians. Remember, you can find more information about us at cdandmelody.com. Click donate, give to us so that we can continue to bring you good information, good podcasts. Join the mission. If you want even us to speak at your event, you have a, a, a singles event, marriage event, we're available to do that as well. Um, click like, 
follow notifications and share this with other people. Because you know what? When you share this with other people, it helps this message continue to go out. Join in the work even by sharing it. Yeah. So. Okay. Thank you, guys. Peace. Hanging with the Fabians is produced by Renald Abel with the support of Judith George. Editing by Will Foncham and Renald Abel. And video recording and audio production by Renald Abel. Video intro by Darrell Jones and music by Michael Carbone. If you'd like to support our host, CD and Melody Fabian of Hanging with the Fabians, you can visit cdandmelody.com. See the links in the show notes. This is Melody Fabian. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you and peace.